This is Vince McCauley. This is Coach Creon of the Surrey Scorchers. This is Scott Melvin, CEO and co-founder of Buzz16. This is Rodney Glasgow for the Sheffield Sharks. This is Kennedy Leonard from the London Lions. And you're now listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. And you're listening. To the BBL Show. To the BBL Show. To the BBL Show. To the BBL Show. Enjoy the BBL Show. We apologize for the delay this week. We had a little bit of technical difficulties. But we'll be back next week, stronger than ever. This is episode two of the summer road trip here at the BBL Show. I am Jay Merritt. He is Drew Lasker. How are you, sir? Man, all good, man. It's uh, it's summertime. You know, it's half term here this week. And I was really looking forward today to my date with my daughter because we haven't had many, actually. And um, I said to myself, I'm going to set 50 pounds aside and I'm going to take her to the movies and let her do whatever she wants. And it ended up being a way more expensive date than what I anticipated because before we even got in the car, I smashed the iPad. So we had to go straight to Apple and get that fixed. So, oh man, gut it. And you know they charge an arm and a leg for that. So an expensive date. But I see you getting some fam time as well, man. What are you up to down south? Yeah, I see see those retired hands need to be a little bit more active and then you you, you, you won't have those mistakes, mate. But uh, yeah, for us, unfortunately, we were supposed to be headed to Disneyland this week, but I'm sure everybody around the country is having the same problem. Passports have been the issue, so we've had to push it back until August. So yeah, we're just going to enjoy a little bit of time down here and then maybe go and hang out with the wife's family for a little bit. But it's all good. There's a silver lining, Mr. Lasker. The silver lining is... At the end of July, they're opening the Marvel Universe in Disneyland. Okay. So, well, I, I actually mean... get to put my geeky glasses on, which I have today, and me and the kids get to enjoy that. So, there's a silver lining to everything. Well, my only question is, is how do you tell your kids that they got to wait two months <laughs> for the trip of their lives? <laughs> you don't mention the two months. Yeah, you just merely <laughs> say what the month is and then hope that your 10-year-old is not switched on enough to put it all together. But uh, Poor no, they're, they're, they're going to have a great week regardless. And uh, I've heard my wife mentioning that we may be going to a theme park anyway. So, you're okay. talking about things getting expensive. It's, it's going to hit my pocket too so uh yes anyway let's move on people don't want to hear dad problems today we welcome former cheshire and leicester star forward taylor king we catch up on life after playing wild stories of the past and playing in the upcoming coach rob paternostro's testimonial but first let's catch up on the week it's the marriott minute coach creon and the Surrey Scorchers have parted ways in rather controversial fashion as the club decided to honour his years of commitment with a mere paragraph. We'll dive on this a little bit later, but it seems a little bit cold, to say the least. WBBO legend Kat Carr, who joined us for the finals build-up a few weeks ago, has decided to confirm the rumours of retirement, leaving a huge legacy behind her in her wake, and we give her her flowers. She is a legend as she departs for pastures new. Good luck, cat. Honorable mention goes to Sam Nita and the Hoopsfix crew for a phenomenal event this past weekend for the best under-19s men and women. He continues to lead the way for British basketball on all creatives to promote our beloved sports. Coach Rob P's testimonials only add in bigger and bigger names. We will cover this in a, just a little while, but... So we'll keep it hush for now 
and return to it later in the show. And then lastly, let's give Kieran Achara, MBE, a shout out for his run, Forest Run impression as he completed the Edinburgh Marathon, all in the aid of the Scottish Association for Mental Health. Well done, Mr. Achara. We tip our hat and I'm sure there is still some time to donate to such a great effort. And that's this week's Social Media Spy. Always watching. Good minute, man. I see you got a little bit more content to work with there, man. I see you, boy. Good yeah, job, man. Yeah, it's supposed to be a quiet week, but it didn't end that way, did it? Yeah, shout out to Kat Carr. You can catch her. She was three or four episodes here. So that was her final official podcast before she laced them up. So shout out to her. Great career. The legacy will live on forever. And let's start right here. It's time for Hot Takes. First one I got to bring up is Creon. Um, Obviously, we had him on here, and when we interviewed him, he said that he would hope that he can make it to 50 and then call it quits. So, you know, this was shocking news to me, and I can only assume that, you know, the decision was made by the organization. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe he had a change of heart, but just going by what he said here on the show – that's what I can take from that. But like you mentioned in your minute there, Jay, like really disappointing in the very short, brief paragraph for him. Like when you compare it to Ian McLeod, when you compare it to Vince McCauley, I'm really, really disappointed about that. What about you? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm a little bit upset because, you know, we love the man Creon, you know, like uh, we respect him a great deal. You having played for him, me having coached against him and we've remained friends life after basketball. I, I'm upset for him because he's given a number of years. And, and if you listen to his podcast, it actually took a really emotional turn where he actually started talking about the toll that he's taken on his family. And, and I, I just wish people have to respect that. I know we're in a winning and losing business, like I understand that, and it's professional sport and things need to happen. And maybe for a few years now that there's been some question marks over the organization, let's not just aim it just at Creon, over the organization and a change of direction makes sense. But I would have expected some real flowers in terms of that because no matter what's going on behind the scenes, he's remained honest, he's remained committed, he's never ever tainted the organization, ever. And even with his players, the players that haven't worked out and the players that have moved on, he has never, ever spoken bad about those players. He's just talking about it maybe not being the right fit. So I think he's an absolute class act. For me, you know, the social media spoke much more volumes than we can speak on this show in terms of people noticed. You know, people noticed that and realized that it wasn't correct. So, you know, perhaps... We might be jumping the gun a little bit and they may have something planned in the season to honour him. And we don't know the circumstances in which he left, whether it was him or them or, you know, mutual decision never really gives you much of a an opportunity to decide what happened there. But, you know, just a paragraph for a guy that's given so much time to your organisation is a little bit low. Yeah, especially when I think about his legacy, his legacy is launching careers there's so many guys over the course of his career that he gave opportunities to that you know maybe some of them didn't deserve it you know and so shout out to him for that and and trying to give the Surrey Scorchers organization the benefit of the doubt and I'm really searching for it I'm thinking well the only reason you would release something as short is maybe there was going to be a possible leak and you wanted to get ahead of it and so you just put a message out there Well, if that's the case, 
I need to see something in the next 24 to 48 hours, right? And what has it been? It's been crickets. We haven't seen anything. So, you know, you can wipe that benefit of the doubt off the table. So regardless of how a breakup ends, good or bad, in professional sports, you got to always pay your respects, I believe, if, if you feel like the coaches did a good job, even if maybe they didn't. That's just the way business is done in professional sports. So it's very unfortunate to see how that unfolded. So when you speak about social media, to hear Hajit and um, Josh Steele in particular voice their opinions about it being short. So, sorry, do better. We need something out there in the atmosphere ASAP, so make it happen. But, yeah, as we move this show along, Obviously, we have Rob Paternostro's testimonial coming up, and we got our guy Taylor King joining us very soon. But before we do, last week, I threw Paul Blake a curveball, and I asked him his top five Eagles team of all time, which last night we started to get some momentum on the socials about the fan selections. Now it's my week to throw you a curveball, my man. I need, and I'll do this with you as well, our top five players that's participating in this game we're only judging them by their prime so we'll go player for player and just give a short little quick statement on them and we'll keep it moving so your first number one draft pick on the list this is tough you know because for those guys that may be listening you're all great (laughs) in your own right yeah nothing personal i've just done a I've just done a Paul Blake right there in terms of glitter, glittering over everyone Thank before you. I make my first selections. <laughs> study yeah, long, tough, study tough, wrong, baby. Tough selections. Yeah, number one um, I'm going to take Drew Sullivan off the table with me. I'm going to take him with me because if you are going to build a team around anyone, you want to build it around a winner. You want to build it around, um, you know, I feel like later on in his career, like he became a much more giving leader, you know, so I think leadership's always been in, in his DNA, but I think that he had to learn how to deliver and how to lead on a, on an even greater level. He can play multiple positions, which is where the game's gone nowadays. So you could pretty much put him anywhere to fill a hole if something's not working. So Mr. Drew Sullivan is my first pick. Right, and I wasn't upfront about the rules, but we can – pick the same guys so it's not a take it off the table and uh, oh yeah 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 Sorry. so that's just Sorry. that's just I, I, no, I got a little bit aggressive there and just took yeah, it off the I, table as if he I, was mine but I can share Drew Sullivan as well yeah you did get kind of <laughs> selfish there so I had to just lace that out there for the fans so there'll be no one left but my number one pick I gotta go with a guy who my dream was always to make it to the NBA so anybody who has gotten to that level it gets my ultimate respect, and that's DeAndre Liggins. And I'm picking him first because with a team that's laced with so much offensive talent, I need a guy that's okay with, you know, distributing the ball at 6'7". And also, my MO is defense, so a guy that's not afraid to get down and dirty and get in a stance and lock up in an all-star game where you know there's going to be a lot of points. So, you know, this guy, he could do it all. He could pass, he could shoot, he could defend, and he got those three letters by his name. So, Ring them up, DeAndre Liggins. Let's go. Pick number two. I think I'm going to take today's guest. I'm going to take uh, Taylor King. Uh, I think if you – that was an NBA player. Like he said, he's talked about many times very, very honestly about some of the mistakes that he made. So, you know, coming into this league, I think he had some unfinished business. Once again, he's got great size. He can handle the ball. He can post up. He can rebound. And as he says later on in the show – 
what you're looking for, I think, is two-way players. So he's going to absolutely lock it up. Him and Drew Sullivan are going to shut it down. Size, length, beautiful. I have no issues with that. Well, my number two pick, I, you know, I got my all-around player. Now I need a bucket getter. When things get tight, when the pressure arises to its highest levels and all the chips are pushed to the middle of the table, who can I depend on to get a bucket? And that is AKA Mr. Charlie Buckets, Charles Smith right there, who's a versatile player, could play multiple positions and can stroke it from outside. But the biggest thing I love about his game is that down the stretch, you can throw it to him in the post and um, he can slow the game down, especially in the playoffs, championship games where the game does get slower. Uh, you can go to him and then on the other side of the ball, although, you know, I wouldn't say that lateral movement was his forte. However, he played defense with length, you know, a seven-foot wingspan. So right there, I got DeAndre Liggins at the top of the key harassing on-ball defenders, funneling them to a guy who's 6'8 with seven-foot wingspan. So I will live with that. Charles Smith, number two. Man, nice pick, nice pick. So, yeah, I think my, my next pick, I'm going to carry on with the size and, and the length. And you, you've spoken about him earlier is his playmaking abilities. I will take DeAndre Liggins off the board. Probably the way that this team is shaping up at the moment, he'd be the primary ball handler. So I'd have to get him to sacrifice a fair amount of scoring to get everybody going. But once again, you, you know, you're saying it is looking at Liggins at the top of the key and then you're looking to your left, you've got Drew Sullivan, you're looking to your right, you've got Taylor King. That's tough to get past as the, the first and primary part of your defense. So thank you very much. Lock him in. Jeez, what length you have. And um, I'm going to have to go there and ride you again with our guest on today's show. Um, you look at my squad, I got length. You know, I got guys who can score in multiple ways, but now I got a bona fide shooter in Taylor King, you know. Um, all-time three-point leader leader at modern day and we know what he can deliver from outside the arc he can get it going he can get hot he can hit big shots and he's a lefty and again he has size as well so you're looking at a lineup of six seven six seven six eight and um, the biggest thing that don't get talked about a lot of his skill set is he's a fantastic rebounder when he played for Cheshire mm -hmm. not only did he lead the league in scoring at 20 a game but he also was top five in rebounding so you need a guy on the team that can just go and hunt down boards. So lock him in, Taylor King. And I'm going to follow you once again. I'm going to lock in as my fourth pick, Charles Smith, um, because most of the things you mentioned, I've seen it firsthand that he can demolish a team within a couple of minutes. It's, it's happened to me down at the pavilions. I, I believe that we had Newcastle down by about 15 at one stage. And... Uh, <laughs> And ably assisted by Joe Chapman as well, but Charles Smith just single-handedly woke up after having Indeed. a terrible three-quarters to absolutely drop bombs on us. And I think for me, again, I want that versatility so you know that he can go to the post and he can get buckets. He can quite happily sit in the corner and be a killer. And then defensively, it, it, like you said, lateral quickness wasn't his thing, but you don't get to be a defensive slouch when you play for Fab Flournoy. And, and uh. he was one of the first names on the sheet for a long, long time. So, um, yeah, I think defensively, I'm looking great. Offensively, I'm looking scary. 
Man, yeah, that is a tough squad. Um, yeah, and just to preference our teams, and we haven't spoken about this before, we're actually going right off the cup, so this is nothing that we prepare for. So great mind thinks alike, but this might be where our paths might depart as I go with my fourth pick. I got Liggins, uh, Charles Smith, and I got Taylor King. And with all this scoring and all this talent, you need a guy that can rally the troops, that can – put the ball in the hands of whoever needs it because a great offensive talented team without a point guard can sometimes get lost. So, you know, I'm going to go with Zaire Taylor to run the show because man, this guy in his prime, I remember when I played him at Leicester back in 2012, 13, man, he was so tough. So, I mean, you see the work he's doing in division one now. I mean, you're talking about a guy who was probably like 15, 20 pounds lighter at that point. I mean, Quickness was unbelievable. His moves offensively, his talent, I haven't seen much like it in the BBL. So um, Zaire Taylor at the PG spot. Yeah, what I loved about him as well, like, is his, he had a high-level IQ, but he also had a creativity that I think the only player that I can match him for is that I've seen is Gino Crandell coming into oh, the league. Yeah, you're and, right. And he, and he tries things that, that we were seeing Zaire try. So I, I think that's a great pick. For me, my last pick, I'm just looking down the list. And again, like Drew said, we're, we're kind of just freestyling of what we see and picking what we like in terms of how we would probably coach this team. I'm stuck between two players and, and it's a really tough pick. So I either go smaller, but I'm still huge across the board and take like a Jay Kuznard and stay with the defensive end of the ball and probably honor what Coach Rob would want us to see right there in terms of that defensive lockdown. Or you go with just a winner's mentality and you cannot have enough of a winner's mentality around you and go get yourself an Andy Thompson and make sure that you've got a big in the mix. So those two are the ones that I'm trying to make a decision with. Um, And it's super tough. I think we have a lot of winners on that team already. And I'm just going to add one more in. I'm going to go with Jay Kuznard. And I am going to go as a defensive juggernaut. And also as well, people forget, he was a knockdown shooter. Oh, yeah. And just big. So we're still getting boards. And the beauty of it is, <laughs> is we've got plenty of players that can go down and post up. We've got plenty of players that can go sit in the weak side and shoot. We got plenty of creativity. That's a team that I quite like. So I'm going small ball, as I have been known to do quite a few times in my career. Yeah, great pick, man. I knew we would probably veer off with that position right there. And um, for my last pick, you mentioned about winning. This guy has played at a high level. And the biggest thing that I like about him is um, in a team full of greatness, he brings a little bit of that 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 asshole factor, you know, that you need in great teams that don't mind, you know, having a go at the refs or having a holding players accountable when they need to be told. And that's who else? Mr. GB, the captain, Drew Sullivan, um, two-time MVP for two different teams, Newcastle Eagles and Leicester Riders. So come on aboard, Drew. I got you. Uh, some great picks right there. As uh, review those fives, guys, get involved and uh, tell us your picks. There's there's going to be so many different combinations that you can have right through that team. I'm just reading the names. It's tough, you know. It is. I mean, yeah. those, the team is freaking stacked, man. And um, 
Yeah, just given the rules before you criticize our list, if you're going to criticize the list, make sure you put your list out there. That annoys me when people, they see lists and they complain about the list, but then they don't, but then they don't put their list out there. (laughs) You can't have your cake and eat it too. Those two lists we just put together right there could score 200 points if we wanted to. What's the complain about that? It doesn't matter what you pick out of those groups. I'm fascinated. I, you know, we obviously haven't heard all the details, but I'm going to imagine that it's going to be a Leicester against the rest of the world. And I just think that's fascinating, you know, and there's still players to be announced. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about how they're going to divvy up teams. Um, uh, maybe they should do do captains and pick them and draw them and make make Drew Sullivan and Charles Smith the captains and let them pick snake style. That'll be fun. But um, yeah, make sure you guys get your tickets to this event. It is June 11th, Saturday at Morningside Arena. So uh, make sure you get there and pay your respects to one of the most decorated head coaches in the British Basketball League. And that wraps up hot topics but let's get to our guests but before we do let's get a little bit of Alaska look back style just to give a little bit of history on Taylor King in this episode of the Alaska look back let's look at one of the most decorated resumes to ever step foot in the British Basketball League when you look at Taylor King's accomplishments you immediately ask yourself how did he end up in the BBL why is it in the NBA Sometimes, life just gets in the way. And it's situations like these that give you a deeper appreciation to those that did make it. Because to be fair, there are many factors besides talent to make it into that special fraternity. Nevertheless, Taylor has nothing to be ashamed of because his name will be stitched in high school basketball history forever. He attended Modern Day High School in Los Angeles, California, He finished his high school career with 3,214 points, which is fourth most in California history, even being named Mr. Basketball, awarded to the best basketball player in the entire state. Just to give context, he sits on the list with Dallas Mavericks head coach Jason Kidd, Milwaukee Bucks point guard Drew Holiday, and Los Angeles Clippers champion Kawhi Leonard. A career so great that he was also named on the 2007 McDonald's All-American team, which featured the country's top high school basketball players, headlined by James Harden, Derrick Rose, and Blake Griffin. This guy has seen the best up close as he shared the floor with so many great players. Did I mention? Four years also attending the famous ABCD camp. Not only has he played with the best, but he's also been coached by the best, spending one year at Duke University with Mike Krzyzewski and another at Villanova with Jay Wright. But when it comes to the UK, those guys got nothing on Rob Paternostro as he also played and won three trophies in a writer's jersey. Well, June 11th, he gets one more hooray as he touches our shores for one last time. And that is your Alaska look back. Man, great look back. As always, let's get him in the room. High school phenom, BBL legend, Taylor King. Taylor, welcome to the BBL show. How you doing, brother? Doing great, man. Doing great. 11 a.m. on the West Coast, so I'm chilling. 
Yeah, I'm a little bit jealous, man. I, I, you know, I spent four years out in San Diego, so I love me a little West Coast, man. So yeah. don't show out because you got that sunshine behind you, baby. You know, it's a beautiful day out here. You know, I can't complain. <laughs> I can't complain. Welcome, jealousy my man. All yeah, yeah, jealousy all around. I was a Cali boy as well, but I was San Francisco, not quite as nice weather. Anyway, <laughs> let's start. Coach Rob's testimonial, an unbelievable star-studded lineup, including yourself, and I know you're a confident guy. So, does the MVP have your name written all over this? Oh, I'm getting it. Oh, I'm getting it. <laughs> I'm getting. It. I, I think I told I told I told Rob. I said, Rob, I'm not. I, I see a lot of guys on this roster, you know, and and they're all very talented players, and, and a lot of guys I played with and I played against, and some guys I have no idea about, you know. Uh, but I know that they're players, and so I was like, Rob, I'm not coming out there to play two or three minutes. Like I'm in shape. Like I'm I'm coming out. I'm planning to play the whole game. You know. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I got you, I got you, I got you. You know. So I, I'm, you know, I'm never, I'm never the one to be on the floor and not and not, you know, go super hard and you know try to do my best. So we'll see. I'm just gonna go have fun and see what happens, man. But definitely not, well, definitely well, not taking it lightly. That's for sure. Well, that was definitely my question because I've saw you on the social media and, and Jay can relate to you because both of you guys are former shooters, once a shooter, always a shooter. And I saw you at the top of the key stroking it up, man. So just looking at that roster because it is star studded. Who's the one guy that you could say you're the most excited to face? Honestly, honestly, I don't really know about facing. I'm just excited to see everybody, uh, you know, especially my former teammates, you know, Tyler, uh, Tyler, Andy, uh, Drew, Shane, uh, you know. The guys I won three championships with. I mean, I'm excited to see all those guys, and then guys that you know, that uh, uh that I, you know, I don't, I've never even met before. That I would love to, you know, um, Manning. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see him because I heard a lot about him. Um, and you know, I mean, there's there there's guys that again, I I haven't even like I don't even know played for Rob or Rob coached against. So I'm just looking for everybody. I know that they um, that it's a you know you don't get invited to Rob's testimony unless you can you know are a player so you know I'm just excited. Yeah, you you you'll come across some names for sure, and obviously concentrating on this this past season with the Leicester Riders, you know we've we've seen Rob do it again, treble winners in an era where the financial muscle of the London Lions was supposed to reign supreme, but it hasn't these past two seasons. What is that secret of the organization that makes him so special? Oh man, uh, I think it starts from the top. Uh, obviously, it starts with Rob, and then um, and then you know you got Russell, Russell who, who who does a very good job of managing the whole club, um, and then uh, then you got uh, um, Routledge, who knows what he's doing. You know, he's been doing it for a long time. But I think their ability to uh, to get the the players that fit their their mold, right? I mean, they got they got size, they got shooting, they got um, guys that can play both sides of the ball. Um, and that's the main thing that 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 Rob likes to take a lot of pride on is playing both sides of the ball. You know, I mean, the defensive um, defensive effort by a lot of the a lot of the teams that he's had that won three or four championships are, are, are you know, it's amazing. You know, just the percentages of of holding teams down below a certain percentage. And then you got, you know, I mean, you got guys that were, you know, big time, big time players in college that he that that that, that would come play for him over there, you know, and listen. I played for some crazy coaches. I played for three Hall of Famers. I played for, you know, a lot of amazing, amazing coaches. And the way Rob can get the most out of his players, as well as talk to you on a personal level, talk to you as a player, talk to you as a, as a person, um, it speaks volumes because that's who the guys want to go play for him. You know, there's not a lot of 
coaches that guys want to go play for, right? And like, you know, I, I, uh, I, and so I had the privilege of playing with him for a year, and I, it was my fun. It was my most fun year I've ever had there. You know, I mean, it was uh, we had such a ridiculous team, line, uh, sta- uh, you know, talent wise. I mean, it was insane. And uh, and I look at the team they have now, <clears throat> or the team that they just had, and they have more size, I think, this year than they ever had. You know, they mm-hmm. had, uh, you know, Mo Walker's big, big, big fella. They had the other, um, the other big guy. I mean, they and they had the best point guard in the league. You know, and so, uh, and then the, and then the practices, like the practices were amazing because it was so competitive the way he, he does the shooting involved and then, and then the playing, I mean, it's so competitive, some fights breaking out, you know, but that's, that's just because everybody's competitive and everybody, you know, wants to, wants to get better. And then it shows when you play in, and they've only lost three games all year, you know, I mean, it's, it's amazing. So. So T, so you've been retired since 2018, so kind of been away from the league for a couple of years now. How, how much are you able to keep up with the BBL, and what's your thoughts on where the league is going now? Um, you know, I I obviously play for Cheshire, so I got a lot of love for that program. I got a lot of love for that club, um, and then uh, and then obviously for Leicester. And then I know a lot of the guys, uh, you know, some guys that coaches that are coaching in that league, and then. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I keep I keep following. Obviously, I got two kids, man. I coach coach high school basketball. I train kids, so I'm I'm around the game. And obviously, with the time difference, it's a little difficult. But I'm always pulling for the teams that I always play that I used to play for. You know, Cheshire had a great year, um, a relatively good year. You know, um, Ben Thomas is a good friend. And I know that he's doing a really good job with that program. And um, and you know, I mean, I love where it's at because you got great young talent that are trying to get to and get to the next level, wherever, whatever, whatever country that is. And obviously COVID took a lot, took a lot out of it, you know, um, as far as, uh, you know, the money and the, uh, and, and, and then, and then the ability to move up in the league, you know, and that's kind of what the BBL was always, not always, but what the BBL was for essentially for those younger, those younger Americans, at least coming in and going, okay, I'm gonna spend a couple of years here, get my, get my, get my uh my status and you know and and get my experience and then i'll move to france a france pro a germany you know spain wherever that they want to go and so um for me i mean i spent the end of my career there so uh you know it's a little it's a little different for me but um but again i'm always rooting for the riders i'm always rooting for cheshire so you know that's just that that's just because of my 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 club history with those two teams no, I love that. Let, let's shift focus to yourself a little bit then. So you, you gave us a little small insight there into retired life. But, you know, what, what's life after basketball been offering you? I say after basketball, after playing basketball, because you're still very much involved. And what, what's your kind of aspirations with it? You know, I got a couple of different things that I want to do. Uh, you know, it's either I, I was I, I had a, a couple opportunities to be in, in line for a, a player in player development role in the NBA. Uh, you know, I was second in line for a Lakers internship role, which would have been awesome. But obviously it didn't work out. Um, I, I love the player development aspect of, of basketball. That's just that's what I always have loved to do. And then, you know, ever since I was a young kid playing against, you know, the older NBA guys that you don't see in the NBA anymore. And um and obviously, I'm, I I feel like I'm a pretty solid coach. You know, I'm a little crazy, but you know what? You got to kind of tone it down nowadays with the with with the generation. But uh, um, and and so I'm learning, I'm learning. But and then again, I'm 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 30. My birthday's today. I'm 34 years old today. So I'm just uh, I'm like, man, could I still go? I have those I have those things where I said, could I still go back and play? You know, if I if I got back in really good shape, could I could I still make a comeback? You know. Um, 
I had an opportunity to go play in the big three out here at the Ice Cubes three out three league. Um, but I was in great shape, ready to go, ready to get after it. Um, but COVID hit, so that kind of put a damper on things. And then, um, and then I had a, you know, have had a baby six months ago. So I mean, things are just life falls into place. And then you go, okay, what's really, what's really your perspective, and um, what's more important? And so obviously, my wife and kids are the most important thing to me. And um, and I live in Southern California, so I can't really beat where I am right now. You know. <laughs> Happy birthday! Yeah, Y'all yeah, had to. Man. I had to. Yeah. Man, <laughs> we'll, to the crowd he was. Well, well, we feel <laughs> uh, we feel honored here on the BBL show. But for fans who's just joined the league and might not know you that well or know you at all, and then even fans that know you, they might not know your history, man. So I just got to run off a little bit of your resume because I know you won't do it, but. You're the fourth all-time leading scorer in California history. You were a California Mr. Basketball, which when I looked at that list of guys who's been there, Jason Kidd, you got Drew Holiday, Kawhi Leonard, um, are all previous guys that's won that award. A McDonald's All-American, ranked number 37th in the nation his senior year in a class that had Blake Griffin, Kevin Love, Derek Rose and, and and James Harden and and this is what really out of all of your accolades this was the most impressive to me and and uh, the the market here in 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 Great Britain they might not know about the ABCD camp but that is one of the biggest camps in basketball history and you played there all four years man that's just incredible like when you hear all that stuff that you've accomplished like what do you think of that you know I've take a lot of pride in the stuff that I, that I did, uh, back in, back in high school. Um, again, it was, 2003 to 2007 was a wild time because of, you know, high school, I was the number one ranked player going to my freshman year of high school. I was committed to UCLA. Um, and then, uh, obviously two years after that, I decommitted, but that camp was amazing, man. I mean, I went there my first year with OJ Mayo, uh, Michael Beasley and Nolan Smith. And so, um, you know, and then mm. you had Dwight Howard and Sean Livingston and Sebastian Telfair and uh, Josh Smith. I mean, those were the that was the last year guys could go out of high school into the draft. So that, those were seniors when I was going into my freshman year, you know. And so the talent Jeez. level in high school when I was in high school was out of control. I mean, Kevin Durant, you know, again, Kevin, okay, you look at my you look at the, the guys just in my class, you know, uh, on my McDonald's team alone, I had 10 pros, maybe two or three future Hall of Famers, you know, I mean, so it was a it was a privilege to play at that level. Obviously, I, I, I worked my absolute tail off to get to that level. Um, and then and then, you know, I, I, I went to two of the highest major schools in the country. Uh, I went to Duke for a year, played for Coach K, went to Villanova for two years, played for Jay Wright. Um, who are both obviously retired now, which is ironic, but, um, you know, and then I, and then I got to spend seven, seven years, seven or eight years playing overseas. And so, you know, obviously I would have liked things to be a little bit different. My, my route in college, the stuff I did off the court was probably not, um, not condoning to what I did on the court. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't put myself in a good position to, to get to the NBA, which is where I was trajected to go. Um, which is where I probably should have been if I just, you know, stayed out of trouble and, 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 and did what I was supposed to do, but life got in the way. Uh, you know, my vices and my, my, uh, my issues got in the way. And so therefore, you know, I had to navigate through that whole situation, 
didn't burn many bridges, but I, you know, I reflect back on a lot of stuff that I did and I, and, and, and I, and I hold some resentments, but then again, I, I did things off the court that, uh, you know, that were my, my choice and what I did. And so, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't put myself in a good position to be successful on the floor. Let's put it that way. It's just incredible to like kind of hear your story. I know we caught up a couple of years ago, um, you know, kind of talking through it a lot. And, um, you know, I think one of the remarkable things about yourself is that easily could derail anyone and, and end up not turning into a, a professional career. So I said, you, you've got to show some great pride that you turned around, you owned up to, you know, what you, what you could do better and ended up having a phenomenal career. You know, in terms of the BBL, you, you know, I, I got the pleasure to coach against you. Um, you know, Plymouth and Cheshire had some battles over that time. And we remember how excited we were bringing you into the league. You know, everybody looks up new players. And I think you came in with probably the biggest hype I've seen for a long, long time. So we're, we're pretty excited to see you come back. Uh, it might it might give you the uh, a little bit too much of a big itch. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But for me, what I want to kind of finish with is... I want you to give us because it because we're we're focusing a little bit on on Coach Rob's testimony. I want you to give us your best Coach Rob story going into this game. I want to know your best Coach Rob story. Oh man, I can't cuss on here, so that's I can't I can't I can't I can't use profanity on here, so that's gonna keep, be tough. But keep, I'll keep, keep it as clean keep as it, we can. I'll, I'll keep it as clean as we can, man. Uh, no, I mean you know we were. Uh, who are we playing? I think, uh, oh God, I got so many, um, you know, and, and, and most of them weren't even in, in, in games. It was more in practice, you know, um, uh, again, again, I'll list like the guys that were on my team, you know, Connor Washington, uh, Clark, uh, Pierre Hampton, you know, Shane Walker, myself, Drew Sullivan, Tyler Bernardini, Andy Thompson. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous, right? The team. And so, you know, there was a period of time in practice where, where guys were, guys were, uh, you know, uh, Eric Robertson, uh, rest in peace to Eric Robertson. You know, he was on that team as well. And so, um, you know, it was, it was so competitive, all the practices. And for some reason we weren't as competitive one, one day, we were just kind of going through the motions. And I don't know if you remember Rob, you know, he puts his, he puts, almost puts his entire hand fist in his mouth and like bites down on his, on his knuckles. And so he did, he did that like three or four times and then he smashed the board and, uh, and then walked out and then, uh, you know, and so, uh, <laughs> and so we all got together as a team and said, all right, man, let's go get him, bring him back in here and then let's get, let's get it going again. Right. And so, you know, <laughs> and so I, I, you know, Rob's got a lot of memories, so I don't really know if he remembers that one. I'm sure he will, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I just remember him just, just always trying to get trying to get the most out of us uh he always you know with with a team like we had at, at that time it was so talented that you didn't need much to get us going like we were so everybody was so competitive and so and so um intense that we just wanted we just wanted to go 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 win go win games go hold teams to under 40 points you know and and, and just go beat teams and so i think um uh, I think that shows a testament to who he is as a coach. Um, you know, he's a small point guard, gritty, tough, you know. And so if you're not tough and you're not gritty and you're not coachable, you're not playing for Rob Pratt and Ostro, period, right? And so, you know, he does he does a great job of getting the most out of his players. But the best part for me that I loved the most was I was a, the ability to talk to him about game plans, talk to him about, um, you know, personnel, 
He'll listen to you. He'll take everything you say into consideration. And then he might use your, he might use your input. And when we have guys on that team, we have five, six guys over 30 years old, right? I mean, like we had guys that had a lot of experience and a lot of, um, you know, a lot of trophies under their belt. And we just, we, we got, he got the most out of us, man. And obviously you saw what happened with the three championships, a little salty. We lost to London in the, in the cup quarter cup semifinals, but that's just, you know, that's just me, but we, we, we ended up doing well though. And, uh, and had a great year, uh, you know, played against Drew at least four times, three, four times that year. Sorry about the playoff final buddy, but you know, yeah, yeah. you know what that team was, you guys were stacked, man. And, um, I blame the writers organization because you guys stole Andy Thompson from us. We had won all four <laughs> trophies the year before, but that year I always say is probably the turning point because before then it was Newcastle Eagles that was always dominant, you know, the previous 15 years or whatever. But that year was when the tables turned and um, Lester, I would say they took the baton and now to this day, four years later, they still got, or five years later, they still got the baton and um and just kind of uh, you know they're leaps and bounds ab- above everybody in the league so you know that's one thing you should be proud of man knowing that you were you were part of that team and part of that history that got that thing turned around yeah i uh I, you know you're absolutely right on that too cuz when i was a cheshire when i was a cheshire what two two years prior my team on that that team i had there was ridiculously talented too i mean jay knows that team i mean david Aliu, julius hodge uh I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. And so, you know, I mean, we had a ridiculous talented squad. Coach John Cofino was the coach, right? Amazing dude. And uh, but it was always Newcastle and Leicester. That's who we were competing against, you know. And so it was it was tough, man. Like and so when you go to a team like like that and I, I, I think I led the league in scoring that year when I was in Cheshire. Or I think I may have been MVP of the league that year. And so. To go to less to go to Leicester two years later with a bunch more talented guys and just confine my role into okay I'm just gonna do everything that that Rob asked me because I don't need to do that I don't need to score 25 points a game I don't need to do any of that right because I had Drew Sullivan underneath the basket and outside the key and he was one of the best two way players in the game you know and so like but you're but but you're right it, it was it was uh, it was always Newcastle and Leicester for me uh, you know coming into the BBL and so. You know, I'm I'm a little I look back on it because I had signed a two year deal. I was supposed to be on that second year team, the 2018-2019 team, right? Uh, you know, and so I ended up moving the wife and the kid out to Southern California and played in the NBA G League and then finished it out in Argentina. So I was a little still looking back. I probably I probably should have stayed, but you know, we things work out for the best. Well, listen, we, we really appreciate your time. We, we know you're on a hard schedule and stuff like that, but it's great to check in with somebody as a legend as yourself. Yes. We're looking forward to seeing you show out. You called it here first on the show, going for the MVP, MVP. just in case any MVP. other candidates want to be listening and make sure they work out just a little bit harder because, trust me, I know that Taylor is working out right now and I know he wants to show out and show everyone he can still play. But, Taylor... Thanks so much for your time, man. It's always a pleasure to catch up with you, brother. Yes, sir. Thank, man. thank you guys so much, man. Yeah, no doubt, man. It's a pleasure. And thank you for sharing your birthday with us, man. And we, the, I'm sure the fans are looking forward to seeing you back across the waters. And, um, yeah, make sure you guys go get your tickets if you haven't already. We'll make sure that we post this right below. So uh, we will see you there. But, Taylor, again, thanks. And we'll see you in a couple of days, man. 
Thank you guys so much, man. I really appreciate it, man. I got a lot of respect for the both of you, man. I thank you so much. Okay, guys, that is a wrap. Episode two, these things come thick and fast, but what better guest can we ask for than Taylor King? It's always great to catch up with him. I remember the battles having to watch on the sidelines with, uh, you know, just some dominant displays within the BBL and obviously winning those trophies at Leicester. So great to catch up with him. We know he's going to be in that testimonial, but some great stories and some things to oh, learn man. from as well. We always wish for more time, but uh, these are quick snippets on the road trip. Drew? Need us out. Yeah, man. Shout out to Taylor King. I mean, spending his birthday with us and uh, really looking forward <laughs> to seeing him back on Cross This Water. And like you said, we're already two episodes down, guys. And um, we are on the move. As you can see, Jay, he got his handheld mic. He took it back old school. We're going to be all over the place. So we might not always be where we need to be, but we will bring the content to you. You know where we'll be. Same place, same time. Every week here on the show. The show. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the BBL Show. The BBL Show is a 21 media original podcast produced by Corey Mallory with your host, Jay Marriott and Drew Lasker. Keep up to date with the show by following the BBL on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, where you can find details on future episodes, events, and fan interaction. Until next time.